Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome down the security rabbit hole to yet another edition of the Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast. Hey, it's Raf, and uh, I've got a friend with me today. Uh, we're going to talk about. I did. We just uh, discussed uh, as before we got on. It's like it's going to be a Seinfeld episode. It's an episode about nothing, but it'll be the best one we've had. Because um, D- Dave and I get together well, every time over you, dinner. You invited me on. It's bound to be the best. It's bound to be the best, right? We we have dinner every once in a while, and it's like uh, you know, like a like a forty five minute dinner that turns into like a five hour conversation. It's just always exactly. awesome. And I'm always I always regret not recording it. Well, actually, there's a couple of times I'm glad we didn't record it, but that's besides the point. <laughs> that's yeah. Well, and the best part All right, is so, you know, we walk away. We walk away, and you have action items, and I just go home. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, all right. Without further ado, <laughs> welcome to the show, Mr. David Barton. How are you, sir? I'm good. I, I appreciate uh, the invite to to join you in your podcast community. In my in my quest to, to uh, go down the rabbit hole. Yes. Um, right. All right. So, <clears throat> hey, tell me, uh, tell the little world uh, out there because you and I have known each other for a while, and I and I, uh, I can recall most of your your illustrious career, but. Uh, Tell the good people at home what uh, what you're doing these days, Dave. Well, at least you didn't say infamous because that, <clears throat> that that has different connotations. Um, it's like it's the Three Amigos. It's more than famous. I don't. I had to make that reference for somebody. I had to post that little video clip because kids these right. days don't get it. No, they they just don't. So uh, I am the CTO of Highwire Networks. Um, I'm a lifelong cyber guy. I uh, started doing cyber back in the Air Force, <clears throat> but we didn't call it cyber back then. And we just called it work. Um, <laughs> building classified, unclassified networks in 1991, 92. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. Been, been, uh, you know, for a while there, there was really no cyber program, even when I got out. <clears throat> so I, I did firewalls. I did, you know antivirus and just continued down that path, uh, dabbled in risk, uh, built uh, the tack and pen team for Sprint back in the day, got to meet some really interesting people in our industry doing that work and and have really done just about every cyber discipline over a course of about 30 years. And All right. Now I get to, now I get to wear a, a CTO hat, but I'm, I'm still a CISO at heart and uh, – I love what I do. Well, you know, it's a, um, it's, it's a, it's an interesting world. Uh, we, we always kind of talk about uh, a little bit of history and how I always like to say, you know, like it, how things would have been different if we had some of the knowledge we have now back then. Although uh, we are in fact relatively awful at, um, I think taking knowledge forward. If, uh, if, if, 
if you know what I'm saying. I do. Yeah. You mean learning from our past? Yeah. Right. Like cyber, look, cyber every like five years feels like people go, holy cow, we've invented the wheel. We're like, but, but, but I'm driving. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was telling somebody the other day that when we started this cyber journey or when I did, it was all about prevention. We, we prevented things via firewall. We prevented things not very well with antivirus, but that was our attempt. Yeah. And then the pendulum swung and people decided that detection and response was the better way, right? So let's just, we'll detect it really quick and we'll respond. And we found that's not the better way either. And where I see it, Raph, is the industry is moving back to center, which is the middle between detection and response and prevention. The more I prevent, the less I care about the data, Right. If I, right. I tell this a lot, if my if my controls do their job, then 80 percent of the noise, if not more, I can just prevent. And then I can really focus and hone in on that 20 percent that I need to detect the bad stuff, the the yeah. not the script kiddies, but the guys who understand how to circumvent controls. And now I want to watch them. I want to I want to yeah. detect bad things and then immediately right go to that response phase. Yeah, that that may, I mean that makes a ton of sense, right? So, it, it's it's a it's an interesting proposition uh, when we talk about the shift from prevention to detection and response. I feel like it happened in uh, what do you think, 2016, 15, 14, somewhere in there. I would argue, <clears throat> I forget what year that the target breach happened, but I would argue it probably started then. And if, if you rewind to that, right, it was a HVAC vendor and, and it, in the logs are, are the evidence that something funky happened. Their prevention tools missed it, right? And, and they didn't have somebody looking at the volume of data for the exception or for that down the rabbit hole, right? That rabbit just went by and nobody saw it. It was there. It's in the logs. And so we started to think about, okay, how do I parse through this terabytes and terabytes of data to do detections, right? And and then you saw this rise of these giant uh, AI and ML and and we could go down that rabbit hole too. But magic. I, I I forget when that was, what year it was, but I... It, I think it started in in that model or in that in that era because you had a bunch of really big breaches that had big companies with big budgets and they still got in. That's fair, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, but I, I remember the the very infamous uh, the I, I've told this story a bunch of times. And I was coming down the escalator at the Gartner uh, Summit, um, their security summit in in National Harbor, Maryland, and you come down that back escalator where uh, at the Gaylord facility. Yeah, at the Gaylord back yeah. there. Yep. Yeah, great facility. It's a it's a beautiful one, and I remember Palo Alto had this like massive sign as you're coming down. And I'm not picking on you guys over at Palo, but uh, it was just a weird weird shift he had made. And it said something like "Dinosaurs detect and respond, true security professionals prevent." And I was like, "What? Really? I, I missed that one. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go was- find a screenshot of that." Yeah, I think I, I might still have a, a, a picture of that somewhere on an old phone, but. 
it was super interesting. I was thinking to myself, okay, so the wheel has come all the way back around. We're back to, because you're right. Like we, we looked at, you know, we, we did antivirus and we tried to prevent everything that we possibly could. And so strategy became prevent all the things. Right. And, you know, that worked <clears throat> super well. Um, Clearly. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was interesting to me because we, we kind of matured into that mindset, as you said, like, hey, let's look, let's look to see what actually happened. It's probably happening right now. And it's probably happened 10 times right. in the last, as I slept. Okay. So, so cool. Um, and that I think this, I think because the marketing companies started or marketing companies, security companies that had marketing departments, although some days those are the same thing, um, <laughs> started. Look, if you don't market your program, you're not going to get funding. So <clears throat> right. you need it, to so be a marketer people, in, this, in this space. Yeah. People started using the assume breach, um, notion and started seeing that in marketing materials everywhere. And I think that scared people. They're like, well, breaches are bad. I can't assume that. I can't go tell my my uh, organization that, yeah, I'm just going to assume that we've been breached because I can't do that. And so the reaction was predictably negative. Right. Most most of those leaders don't like paying for insurance. And effectively, we're telling them it's coming. You're going to get breached. So we're your insurance against the bad thing, right? And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I work for a large telecom company in, in Overland Park, Kansas. And, you know, probably can yep. figure out who that is. And this was early in the cyber days. So I was there in 98 and, and we were chasing some, some interesting behaviors that we were seeing on the network. Um, and I had a couple of VPs of IT go, well, we've never been breached. And I looked at her and I said, you, you just don't know it. And, oh, we're, we're safe. We're secure. And I'm like, no, you're not. And I said, here's, here's why. My team, you know, we were sanctioned to, to test our perimeter. And, and we did. And we got in. And as we got in, we went deeper. And, and uh, I pulled out a stack of papers. And she says, what's this? I said, this is all of your passwords from AD. And she's like, Oops. oh, and she, she looks through it and there's her password. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, this is the problem. You guys are expecting the controls you have in place to be good enough. And they're not. And, and but, without, without that moment, Raph, I couldn't get them to spend the money that I yeah, wanted. To protect. And so it was an insurance conversation. But, but even, even if th- this is the thing, um, and, and I want if you're if you're listening now, or if you if you if you've got some hand in, in, in messaging this, I I, I want to drill this into people's heads. Like good enough, but when this is a timeline, right? Like sure that that they're good enough may have been good enough at the time that it was good enough. It's like AppSec when I was doing AppSec. You you run the scanning t- tool and and you go poke at the yep. app and you're like, okay, <clears throat> this looks. I can't see anything wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it right now. 30 yep. seconds after it goes live into production, there is a critical bug found or a new way of God help us doing SQL injection for the 160 billionth time. And right. you're like, well, it was good enough five minutes ago and right. now it can't be good enough. Right. That's so right. yeah, it, it, this, what we do is, is a constant battle against, I think, 
two forces, right? Um, the first one is is the obvious one. It's innovation because we're fighting – essentially, we're, we're fighting against innovation from – like things continuously change on us. That's right. Bad yeah. guys are creative. Good guys are creative. Everybody's creative. Like we find new ways of being more efficient. We find new ways of stealing passwords. We fought, you know, we, we've now we've got like 75 flavors of Linux, like, because, you know, everybody's got right. their own thing. Um, and each one's and the, the best. Other thing that we're, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> the other thing that we're fighting, I think Mac OS is the best, but the, the other, <laughs> there you go. The other way, the other thing that we're fighting, uh, I think there is we're fighting, human nature and human and people like, well, we just have to stop the criminals. Like you can't, there have been criminals. There have been bad people since the, since the, before people kept records, right? We know there were bad people uh, right. in, uh, in 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 Pharaoh's time. We know there were people, uh, bad people. Clearly, there were bad people in the time of Christ. We know, and there have been bad people ever since. And right. there the first murder is until we, There are no more people. Right. The first murder in humankind was documented. So it it it, it, it they're bad people. Right. You know, and, and to that point, I, I read a report yesterday. Um, and by the way, if, for for your listeners, uh, I tell this to young people all the time. If you're not a voracious reader, don't don't come to this industry because to, yeah. to Raph's point a few minutes ago, it changes every day. And if you're not changing with it, you're left behind in a month. But th- yesterday I saw a stat, Raph, that by 2025, so we're talking two years Cybercrime is going to be a $10 trillion business. And I thought, I thought the T tea tea. was a little bit, no, it was a T and I'm like 2025. That's, that's pretty soon. I, you know, I, I don't even think it's at a hundred billion yet. It's still, but, but the problem is still astronomical. There is this incentive for bad guys that we can't spend enough to keep up with. We just can't. Nobody can. Yeah. Our government can't. The FBI, I mean, they did, I don't know if you saw it earlier this week or late last week, their email system got hammered. Yeah. The email got hammered. There's, And these guys are spending, and they have some of the smartest people defending their networks. Yeah. Sometimes, how, how can we even hope to compete? That Sometimes I ask that question. Well, look, I, I, I heard a great analogy about 15 years ago, and I'm going to keep using it because it's relevant. We build a building. We put fire suppression, sprinklers, uh, fire prevention in, right? But you still have a fire hydrant outside, and we still have 911 to call when, when something That's happens. Right. Like, yep. th- this is the inevitable – I hate saying this, but I, you know, one of uh, – uh, Dan Conroy, who I used to work with a million years ago, one of the smartest guys I've known in this industry as a CISO, once said – like breaches are the cost of doing business and to say otherwise is is either naive or stupid and you got to pick which one you want to be like you look it doesn't have to they don't have to be cataclysmic correct right but i've had i've had my i've had my wallet stolen right right like I, i you know you put you you do everything you possibly can to do the best you can like and and sometimes frankly bleep happens like it just does and sure it does it's it, it, right and, and it's and it's not necessarily because you're malicious it's not necessarily because you you're dumb it just like you're in the day-to-day course of doing things how many times uh, i remember when somebody tried to teach me how to be a developer which 
didn't stick, obviously. Uh, but you know, like, okay, hey, here's a here's something. Here's a piece of code I want you to go write. And what did I do? I I went out on the internet and went, okay, I don't know how to do this, but I'm sure somebody on <clears throat> some web forum does. And there's no Ooh, chat GPT then, so you were that, that's you know, true. You had to do that's it right. yourself. That's right. You had you had to do it yourself. That's scary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like. <laughs> It, we we had to we had to uh, try and fail, right? Human error, human error happens. I mean, it does happen everywhere on at every level. Everything. Yep. So that takes me to a question I wanted to ask you because you know, working for an organization that now, right? That that capitalizes on the fact that uh, we're learning uh, from the collective. Uh, badness that happens uh, and, and creating technology to service the uh, broader industry that, um, you know, like mechanization and, and, and scale are important. So that said, what are the, le- like, what are the lessons today that we, that we should be learning that we're going to forget in five years? Wow. I, I know I hit you. I hit you before you finish your cup of coffee. So, I, look, I don't, I don't, I don't get stumped too often. That's a good one. Um, you know, I think we're going to forget, and I, I keep beating this drum every time I get a, a chance to talk to people. We're going to forget that. It, it does take a village. I'm not going to quote Hillary, but it takes a village <laughs> to be good at cyber. It takes a village. Um, and we're going to forget that because, it, you know, there are some some things coming. You know, if you think about quantum computing, and, and again, you should read a lot. There's uh, uh, Google just put out a few a new research study on some of the Google's, the, the quantum computing they're working on. And five years from now, it's going to change us. We're going to forget that there's no magic bullet and you have to have a strategy and you have to have defense in depth because I did a podcast last week with a friend of mine, a guy named Ed Amoroso, you know him, and we're talking yep. and he says his prediction in the next five years is it's going to be AI versus AI and we're going to be on the sidelines watching Right, and responding to the AIs that are attacking each other, and I think that's interesting. There's a there's a movie back in the '80s that talked about yeah. that. Remember that? Um, yeah, I don't was, like how that one ends. I didn't either. Um, although you know they put in the code, and life was everybody was magically saved. Um, right. But it's going to be interesting, and and we have to focus on back to your point. You know, you build a building, you build a house, you've got doors and you've got walls and you've got windows. And once you get past the perimeter, you've got motion sensors and you've got a dog and you've got a safe and you've got a gun and you've got all this other stuff because your controls need a strategy, right? My, yeah. my core crown jewels are in a safe in the house. And to get there, you got to go through all of these controls to get there, Right. And, and if any of them fail, you're either getting shot or you're getting bit or both, right? And and that and I have a have, mean bite. <laughs> well, well, me too. I have a dog, and and she probably just love you. But the the point is still, you have to have that strategy. You have to have the end in mind, and then build backwards, 
right? Smart pe- smarter people than me said that. Begin with the end in mind, and we're going to forget that because we're going to be watching these AI that the ten trillion dollar industry has built to attack us and take our stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this is a uh, this is going to be a recurring theme that you guys listening probably are sick of me saying, uh, and, and some of it's self serving based on where I've been and what I do, but. I think we are rapidly approaching if we're not already there. And I would, I can make a pretty good argument that I think we're already there um, a place in time and evolution where security technology has can, and continues to evolve rapidly enough that um, well, okay. So you've got the evolution of security technology You've got market forces, and, and I'll simply chalk those up as uh, it's hard to hire, it's hard to retain, it's hard to to, to you know sure. people, right? Uh, good people, because it's it's not hard to find anybody, right? But it's hard right. to find somebody that's worthwhile, right? And that that will that will work hard, work as a team, uh, work independently, all those things, and then and then frankly, the the other market forces, which are just economics, right? Like you can look around and go, Hey, look, uh, we're not, you know, we pretend that we're doing great, but we're all sort of, uh, as, as, um, fancy likes to say, uh, we're a lot of us are house poor, right? You have right. a mortgage payment that makes you impossible to live. So, and, and companies are, are, are no different. So we've, ra- I think we, we are either rapidly approaching or docking at the, at the, at the dock of why do companies attempt to do sec ops, security operations, SOC operations, on their own. And I, I get it. Uh, I was own? part of it the first time. What's that? Did you say do it on their own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause I, I was part of it the first time. Right. And, and I, I was on the provider side the first time around where, um, or late nineties, uh, arguably early two thousands, the, uh, the, uh, the outsourcer security to me model, uh, it was an early attempt. It didn't do well. Uh, we missed like this whole thing called context. Um, of course, yeah. Right. There was a lot of this like th- th- throwing things over the wall. The company would simply say, "Hey, uh, here's these tools. Like, go operate these." We'd go, "Cool, cool, generic alert. Go fix this," and, right. and it didn't work. But I think we're past that. And when I look at the te- the type of technology that's out there today. It is dramatically more difficult to implement, maintain, and continue to optimize and then operate uh, in an effective manner. It is infinitely more difficult for all that than it was seven, five, seven years ago. For sure. Absolutely. So in all but – and here's my my uh, premise. In all but like the Fortune 100, maybe 200 – um, why are you? Why are companies trying to continue to build their own socks, Dave? <clears throat> I think I think there's a couple of things. One of them is a fear of letting their sensitive data out. There, there's this misconception that uh, I'm going to bring a third party in, and now they're going to have access to the kingdom. And and while that there may be a grain of truth in that, the, the truth is. Any good sock worth their weight doesn't have time. 
It just doesn't have time to be combing through your SharePoint. And by the way, most good socks don't have access to it anyway. But there's this there's this idea that my people I trust more than the third party who's going to deliver a service. So there's that right. fear. That's probably part of it. Two is there's a you know all of us who who do security think we're really good at it, and we can do it <laughs> ourselves. And and it, it's a great intention, right? I, I love the uh, approach, but. You know, if I were going to, this is going to sound a little extreme, but, you know, if, if my dog needed surgery, <clears throat> I, I know anatomy in a dog, but I can't fix it, right? I, I know how to walk a dog, train a dog. I, I know all the joints and the bones and all that stuff. I love pets, but I can't fix it. And there has to be a point where you go, these people, all they do as a vet is fix dogs. Let's take our dog there. And so there's that hubris probably, which is the second piece. So you got fear, you got hubris. Um, and I think maybe third is they don't understand the problem. They, they mm-hmm. don't understand that while they have some controls, they have no context outside of their small world. Right. And, and frankly, some of them don't put the time in to have context outside of their small world, whatever. The, and they may be a Fortune 50, but even then, their they're small world, they're not thinking about what's happening outside of the U.S. or outside of their state or outside of their city. And so I think there's that lack of understanding of what the problem is. I think you nailed it because this is the this is the the two sides of that context coin, right? The the customer says, "Well, you don't know anything about my business." The provider says, "You don't know anything about the rest of what's going on out there," right? And and in reality, you need like both sides need. This is why the the full like just pitch it over the wall, outsource it, la la la. It's all getting done for me. Doesn't can't never do that work. either. That won't work right. either. So you need these. I, <laughs> You need these 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 uh, models to be developed, which is where I think this this whole we've had a couple of shows on XDR, which where I think this is where also this is all going right. Where I think XDR is going into the direction that we really ultimately want to go, where as it's not a techno, it's not a thing, it's not a thing you can buy. It's it's a it's an integrations play. It's a um, it's a way of taking a bunch of stuff making it make sense and do stuff as a result of something as like, if this happens, then do this and then coding, right? (laughs) You're coding, right? It's, it's context aware, uh, security operations on both sides of that coin, knowing what's happening in the broader industry. Cause I love the fact that we, 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 Look, back in the late '90s, the the you know when ISS and I had was a um, had a they sock a and all that, right? Yeah, most people don't know who they are, but they were a thing back in the day. They were a thing. Uh, Internet security systems. Look it up. Um, but they 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 had context. They could see things because they had a thousand customers, two thousand tenth, whatever that number right. was. Right. And they saw like, hey, there's there's this weird thing that happened over here. It oh that they got breached as a result. Well, I see signs of it over here. Well, what does that mean? Um, and, and the customer would never see it until it's already at your door, right? This is kind of right. like the 
the the the neighborhood watch website um where you know you get to you get to uh or like next door now but next door has turned into something weird but like where you go say hey <laughs> neighbor is there somebody walking around right. checking the handles on all the cars out there right and or the worse, reality uh, is hey, I, I we just saw that white panel van can can somebody get their license you know Right, exactly, and, and maybe it's just somebody driving through, you know, selling candy. Although delivering for yeah. Amazon, doing they're, Amazon. That's right, they're delivering. That's right. It's it's a it's a surprise Amazon delivery, or maybe it's somebody looking to snatch your kids. Like you know, you got to know. Right, but you're not, if, if you're waiting for it. Right, if you're waiting for it to show up at your door, it's too late. That's right, and I think that that's where. I think this is the thing that we've so from what I'm looking at, like what are we going to forget in five years? I think we're going to forget the fact that we've done this before. We've done we've done the detect and respond model. At least we tried, but we threw we we, we ignored context because it was too. I think either because we were stupid, maybe, or because it was too hard. And it, I, right. I, I, give, I give you that it was difficult back then. It's not the it technology wasn't there. It, look, it, it still is. It, but the tech is better. It, it, I agree. Uh, my, my point is the the volume of data is driving context to be a little bit more complicated. However, the other side of that coin is the volume of data is making context easier. So there's a there's a, a balance there, right? The more the more data I have about an IP or a location or a behavior, and I see it in plenty of places, the the context becomes easier. Uh, the, the challenge is back to target is sifting through all the noise to get to the context you need to, to make a better decision. That's right. That's right. So now we've got, you know, now that I think now that we've finally gotten past that, like AI is magic. We're, we're, we're finally understanding the reality of, Hey, it's just all algorithms and it's okay to admit that. Right. Cause algorithms are, are, are fantastic. They can teach us things and they can That's learn right. things and they can show us things. Um, but, but algorithms have, can have implicit bias. They can have uh, inherent uh, blind spots that the people that program them use. So That's right. it doesn't just, like, it doesn't magically Chad solve GPT, the Right. Just ask Chad GPT who won the uh, election. Yeah. Somehow, somehow we had a president that no one ever heard of. <laughs> it was. It's funny. We we did a live show on that, and we re- did some really like said, well, "What are the top five? I think security vendors." And it was like Symantec, McAfee, and I'm going, "Huh? Like, hmm. did, do we do we fall into a time warp? Like, hey, what year are you in?" <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Is it 1998 again? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was an arms race for those two. Yeah, it was. You know, it was a great race to the bottom. All right, so let's uh, we'll get about five minutes, right? So because conversation always goes too fast. Um, what are, what do you, let me ask you another tough one? Where's our big blind spot right now, and what what can we do to fix it? Oh, what's our blind spot? I'm full of easy ones this morning. You are, man. You told me it was going to be easier than this. I don't, I don't think I'm coming back again. Of course, after my bad answers, I might not get invited anyway. So there we go. Um, Next time we'll try it later in the day with bourbon. There we go. Um, I, I think our, I'm, there's, there's a couple things that I might answer that question. I think part of it is while 
security practitioners out there are painfully aware of who the top adversaries are in the world, there's still this blind spot for most people. We, you know, we, we, the last month, you know, the, um, the, the balloon that came across the U.S., that was news. It came out of China. China's bad. But yeah. what they talk about is, you know, China's advanced fighter jet looks just like ours. Right? It's um, amazing. It, it is amazing. These technologies that we have and depend on, they're made in China. So do we really want to poke that bear? And so I think there's there's a blind spot with regard to where we get stuff and, 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 and we want to look past the fact that some of the things we get and we depend on in life are coming from places that are diametrically opposed to us and want to end our existence. Yeah, that, that is, and that's a rabbit hole by itself. And that's a rabbit hole by itself. Um, so I think, I think we turned a blind, we turn a blind eye to the behaviors, right? Um, and, and I don't know how we get past that. I, I just don't. That's an interesting one. Because um, we, we, I mean, we've had, we've had, this was the, uh, uh, this is a meme that was posted. It was like, hey, we're all freaking out about a, uh, a surveillance balloon floating over, uh, you know, at 40,000 feet over the U.S. Meanwhile, we're all telling TikTok all of our secrets. Right. Uh, Newsflash, they're going to the same, those things are going to the same place. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Both things are surveilling you. Da, da, da. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's like I've had the, you know, so there is, I, I think, I think what, what we're, what we're getting at here, and I, and I, and I agree with you, like the, the blind spot for me, and see if this, this resonates. The blind spot for me is in, we tend to say, and co- the collective we tend to say, you should follow the rules. These are really good because you don't get it. Don't worry. I'm not going to fall victim to this. Oh, crap. I clicked an email. That looked real. Oh, shoot. Right. I'm the source of the, uh, of the you know, next BitLocker infection. It's like, uh, hold on. And there's a, there's a bit of, I think, arrogance is the word. There's parts of the industry that whether you're a technology vendor, uh, whether you're an enterprise CISO, whether you're whatever, there is a um, there's an arrogance about parts of this industry, and maybe almost like a bravado, like, "Hey, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get popped. I'm, I'm going to be fine. Nobody's <clears throat> going to hack me. Like That's my right. tech is stops a hundred percent of it's, known and unknown yeah. forever <clears throat> and ever. Amen. It, it's the same and, hubris that says I'm going to do it myself. Right. 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 Yes, it's 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 that person that's like, yeah, I can I can change out my uh, my own head gasket, no problem. Uh, like, wait, what? Where do I start? Okay, this YouTube video didn't tell me what to do when uh... <laughs> right when it doesn't work right. Yeah, right. Um, I, I think that's a that's that, that is a lesson in humility that I, this industry learns over and over and over and over do, and yeah. over, and nobody it doesn't stick. Like, I, I what is it going to take, David? <clears throat> I I hesitate to even answer that question. I don't know what it's going to take, and and the models I've thought through, what it's going to take, or is going to be you know very painful for all of us. And and I just I I hope that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, it's it's this. It, I don't know. I, I I don't see the new look. No no. Uh, 
no offense to anybody that's that's part of this, but I don't see the new generations uh, taking lessons well from us old, been there, done that folks. No, they don't. Like kids, we've survived this. Um, you know, we were there before this thing had a name. Right. Uh, there are whether you're talking about world history or cyber, not taking the lessons um, that we've 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 we should have learned is killing us. It's, it's freaking killing us. Like you can go to any major security vendor fair, uh, and, and look at all the new tools that look just like all the old tools, but with new colors, a new dashboard and a new slogan. Yeah. You know, for, for your listeners, right. For your listeners out there, I, I talk about this a lot and I know we're bumping up on our time. If you're like me, like Raph, and, and you've been doing this a long time, and at some point we're going to be done, we have to equip that next generation of leader in cyber, right? And it can't be those people who go, I don't care about privacy. You know, I post everything about me. I do this. I do that. It's got to be people who are thinking about protecting my data and your data, right? When I'm 70, I want people thinking about Oh, he's 70. His data is still just as important as it was when he was 30. And a lot of the generation behind us, Raph, don't care about privacy. And so I don't want them making policy decisions about you and I. So yeah, a whole point to, to this audience is if you're in a position in life where you can start mentoring people, if you're not, please do, right? It doesn't take a ton of work, but when you find a couple of gems out there that you can polish and, and cut and shape and mold and help them get to where you are. And, and, and it, by the way, I always ask them whenever somebody says, Hey, can, can you spend some time? I'm like, yeah, great. But I want you to get back at some point. I want you to do this same thing that we're about to do for someone else. We have to pay it forward. And if we're not, if, if the security leaders on your podcast are listening in, aren't doing that, I always encourage people, find one, start with one. It's rewarding. The other thing is you learn as much. I learn as much from those young kids. I call them kids, but they're 20-somethings, as they learn learn from me. So it's a great way to, to try to stay current with some stuff that maybe you haven't thought of. But more importantly, you get to help shape them. And hopefully when, when I'm done with this industry, someone will be driving policy decisions that are good for all of us and not, you know, don't, that not policy decisions that just say, Oh, I don't care about my privacy. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good place to end it, David. Thank you for uh, uh, spending some time this morning. Yeah, I, love uh, I love doing this. So happy to be here. We'll, we'll, we'll do more of these. Uh, I, I'm, I'm starting to build up for, uh, for this year. I'm starting to build up a collection of folks that we're just going to have a couple of times because th- yeah. these topics, um, it's, it's not that they're evergreen. It's not only that they're evergreen, but that the way that they present, um, I feel like it's just, you can't do this once. This is a, this is an evolving conversation. And so, um, yeah, that's a good one. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate your time. My pleasure. All right, folks, uh, Bay, before you hang up or stop or whatever you're doing, um, take just a second because do you know somebody that wants to be on this podcast? Do you think that you've got somebody out there that should be on this podcast? 
Um, we're always uh, entertaining guests. Uh, you know, uh, don't do a lot of uh, self-aggrandizing or product pitching, but um, would love to have uh, some interesting topics that maybe we haven't covered yet, or maybe that it's time to cover again because they've evolved. So uh, if you've got uh, you've got an idea, uh, hit me up on LinkedIn or Twitter, or get into the uh, LinkedIn group and uh, post a post a question or, or a request there, and we'll get to you. Um, I would love to uh, would love to make that happen. So. For uh, myself and David, thanks for listening, you guys. This has been another episode of the Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast. And we'll get back to you next time, another place on another Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast. Ciao. As we fade out on another Down the Security Rabbit Hole episode, we'd like to encourage you to chat with our hosts and guests using the Twitter hashtag PoundDTSR. Please check out the show notes, catch up on any episodes you may have missed, and subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. So on behalf of Rafal, James, for now it's goodbye. We'll see you soon on another Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast. Podcast.